Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! <laughs> Welcome to the Mad Max Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we break down Mad Max one minute at a time. I'm Rick. And I'm Julia. And today we are talking about Minute 26, which begins with the acolytes responding to Toe Cutter's whistle, and it ends with a young couple in a red Chevy about to be swarmed by a motorcycle gang. What a lovely way to start a Monday. Yes. <laughs> this episode, yeah, gets quite serious. Yeah. This whole week gets pretty serious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be some pretty intense moments with some pretty intense situations. Yeah. It's going to mm-hmm. be a little rough, mostly for the characters. Yes. We're safe because it's just a movie. <laughs> just keep repeating that. It's, it's just, just a, movie. a movie. So we start, like I said, Toe Cutter gets to the middle of the road here in lovely downtown Clunes and he whistles and he starts getting all of these responses from the gang members and... The first gang member we see in this minute is Mudguts hanging from a post, a building post, and he's like wailing, just wooing with all of his all of his might. And then we see Diabondo, who also yells in response. And last Friday, I mentioned that I thought he was the one on the back of the motorcycle dragging Grinner. And I still think that because when we see him yell, it looks like he's He's... sitting back to back with someone. But it also does not look like he's behind the handlebars of a motorcycle. Yes, I I agree. So I think this is Diabondo who has let go of Grinner and now he's in a situation where the bike has stopped. Okay. Uh, We we never see Grinner after this. We don't know what happened to him. And... They must have circled back around Mm. because Diabondo's right in there with everybody else. Yeah. Like they all, they whoop and holler and then they jump on their bikes. Oh yeah. We get like a wide shot. Of a bunch of them just swarming towards their motorcycles. Yes. And more of them not. That's true. It's interesting when your gang leader calls, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that some of them responded, which with such enthusiasm... And some of them didn't yeah. do anything at all. Um, I counted, because it's very plain to see how many motorcycles actually end up chasing the Chevy. It's seven motorcycles, which means it's toe cutter, and then just six of his gang members. Right. Not, I mean, there's 17 of them. Right, but aren't there... But aren't there seven named characters? Because the seven bikes, the, those are the seven Kawasaki's. I think so. The so seven I think named characters. It's the seven named gang members. Because yeah. we see Clunk, he runs over to his motorcycle as and, Toe Cutter's putting on his helmet. And he yes. throws the pink elephant off the bike. I was a little like, bit disappointed it's like, that he didn't take the elephant with him. I would have liked to see his motorcycle with that pink elephant and strapped like, to the back duct taped on there yes I, I thought that would be i mean for one thing it would help him stand out yes but we 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 do know that they go back to the town right so i think there is still some potential that the pink elephant could show up again they, they gotta go back and get the to... coffin yeah that they still haven't taken possession of yeah i mean i think they signed for it yes so, so technically it's theirs but yeah they all run over to their motorcycles and they start suiting up and last time we talked about the Toe Cutter's plans and motivations, we pretty much decided that he resolved himself to chase that car because the car almost hit him. 
He whistles. They all respond. He runs over to the bike and puts his helmet on. And he doesn't, like, give any instructions. Mm. He just kind of gets on his bike and goes. And there are six other gang members that just follow him. They don't right. have a plan. They He is leading by example. Yeah. And in almost any other leadership situation, that is how you do it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, not a good idea in this case. Because leading by example means, you know... <clears throat> Swinging an axe through a car windshield, but he's the first one. He's the first one to actually make a move on the car once they once they catch up to the car. He's the first one to pull a weapon. He's the first one to actually do damage to the car. Yeah. So he's guiding them on what they should do. Yeah. None of them, while the car is still moving, yes, make a move on the car. Yes. They wait purely for him. Um, speaking of the car. After we see everyone jumping on the motorcycles, but before they pull out, we get a quick shot of the Chevy driving on a road, and there's a big painted word on there that says rail, because they're coming up on the railroad, and because I read things funny sometimes, the first couple of times I watched this minute, I thought it said fail, Oh, and then I realized, no, that's an R, not an F, but it's like, I thought it was funny that the road itself said, oh, you fail. Yeah, you fail. (laughs) Um... Another thing I noticed on the side of the road, there's a little dead, there's a little bit of roadkill oh, on the side of the road, which is like I didn't notice that. It's 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 a bit of dark premonition. You'd be like, okay, yes, a little bit are, of foreshadowing that yeah. I probably wasn't intentional. They're like they're dead meat. Yes, <laughs> they're heading along here. Um, but after we see the the Chevy driving, we go back and we actually see the tow cutter pull out, and I love it, that shot because. There are unnamed gang members that are just kind of watching them ride away. Right. And it's like, dude, there goes your boss. Right. And you're just letting him go. Yeah. Like, I thought you were supposed to, like, stick together as a motorcycle gang. And they're not even trying to get to their motorcycles. It's like, dude, that's that's why they don't get names. Right. I wonder if... I wonder if it's understood that when Toe Cutter calls his gang to action, that he's talking to his core group. His lieutenants. His yeah. lieutenants. Yes, exactly. And therefore they know that he's not talking to them. When he whistles, he he's not talking to them. He's mm-hmm. talking to the group of six who are the center, the his right-hand men. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got Bubba and Johnny. Then you got Kundalini, Mudguts, Diabondo, and, and Clunk. Yeah. Those are his six, six okay. core yeah. group members. So I I think, yeah, I think it's probably understood that when he whistles as a call to action, he's talking to his core, mm-hmm. not to the gang as a whole. Yeah. So they all pull out, and then we get another shot of the, the Chevy driving along a fairly narrow road. Like, there's not a lot of room on either side. Um, and then we cut into the car, and we get our only line of dialogue. Uh, this whole minute it's just the subtitle of this episode no worries right and he is not convinced (laughs) he's saying that to try and calm her down but it's like they they both know that there is there's proverbial you know feces hitting the fan (laughs) it's funny i didn't read that i didn't read it that way until the very last time that we watched it yeah in my preparation i read it as he really thought that he'd gotten away. Yeah, because when he first says it, he's like, He oh, looks like he means it. No worries. And then his his expression just kind of <laughs> like, erodes. Yeah. And starts to drop. <laughs> right. And then before you know it. You can hear the motorcycles in the background. Yeah. 
I love the shot they go with because you've got the guy who's driving the car and the girl is looking behind them the whole time. And so we switch to her point of view and we're looking through this round Impala window at, it's not even, they're not, you can't even see the motorcycles yet. You can just see like, they're like a little smudge on the horizon, but you can hear that sound. Yes. It's interesting Something I hadn't noticed before just now. So we've got uh, Lair driving and with his girl, his unnamed girl, sitting in the passenger seat looking behind. That's the exact same setup as Knight Rider and his girl. Mm, That's a good point. I didn't even think of that before. Yep, with the, you know, the girl looking back to see the law chasing them. And now the girl is looking back, seeing the gang, the gang chasing them. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting parallel. I wonder if we're supposed to read into that at all. And it, um. I mean, it doesn't end well for either pair. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Really good point, though. Yeah. It's hard to tell if filmmakers really mean to put all this stuff in there that we're reading or if we're just reading it yeah i got distracted (laughs) i got distracted by the fact that there's an empty coke can sitting i did notice the the coke can (laughs) and how is that coke can still sitting on the shelf how did it not fly off to the seat or the floor at some point and they're like spinning out you know like like pulling out really quickly to yeah. get on the road. How did that not like fly around? Yeah. See, I, I've I've always been a Coke drinker. I love <laughs> my black sugar water, and and I just got I got distracted by it. it's a little bit of unintentional product placement. Yeah. For uh, for Coca Cola there. Uh, this podcast is not sponsored by Coca Cola. <laughs> Coca Cola. When you want to strip the rust off your metal, Coca Cola. <laughs> oh, gosh. So she's looking out the back window. She sees that little button. Then she kind of turns around and faces forward. Mm-hmm. And for just the most split second as we're outside the car again, looking at the back of it, there's nothing. But then the gang just emerges from the bottom of the shot and just kind of just overtakes starts them, to circle like around. swallows them. Like a blob. Yes. Yeah. And you can kind of tell that the footage here is sped up that... It's not a one-to-one shot thing, probably because they didn't want to be going full speed with that many actors on motorcycles yes. in that close proximity to each other. Yes. gave them It gave them the ability to slow things down a little bit, be a little bit more controlled. Yeah. But it is noticeable just because if you watch the individual movements of the motorcycles, they seem a little jittery, not quite as smooth as you would expect an actual riding video to be. Yes. But I think at one point they're like... Four or five across on an extremely narrow road. And I've I've ridden in lines before, lines of motorcycles, and the safest way to ride is offset. Right. With one person on one side of the road and then the next person in line, instead of being right behind them, they're offset on the other side of the lane. Yes. And so you kind of go in a, a zigzag formation. Like if you're going really slow, yeah, then you can ride side by side. But the fact that they've got so many individual riders riding across the entire breadth of the road, it makes sense that they would want to slow down the actual speed. Yes. And then just speed it up in post. Yep. But after we see them swarm up, we get another shot out that back window. And one of the motorcycles, they're waving. (gasps) Really? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. I might have to go back and look. Oh, that's fabulous. Let me see if I can find it. It's a... Second 35. 
so much right around there to see it. <laughs> yes. I think that speaks to that even though they're they're transitioning into a different mindset, a bit more of violence for the sake of vengeance, that they still have a bit of the mindset of violence for the sake of amusement. Yeah. At this point, I don't think the lieutenants necessarily know specifically what Toe Cutter has planned for these people. Right. And so they're just finding amusement in whatever they're doing. Yeah. And the fact that one of them is waving, and I it took me a while to try and figure out exactly who it was yeah, that was doing idea? the waving. Let me see if I can pull it up there. I think it's Diabondo, based on the clothing that he's wearing mm-hmm. and what I saw in earlier minutes versus what I see in this minute. Because I know he's one of the one of the guys that followed Toe Cutter. Yeah. Um, I haven't f- been able to find an exact you know, key or anything like that as to who wears what helmet. Yeah. But that'll definitely be forthcoming as we see them ride more often. Yes. We'll be able to identify them by the helmet that they wear because they all have individual helmets. Yes. But yeah, so it's, it's incredibly unnerving the fact that they are so close behind that Chevy and Diabondo is just out there. Just doing, it's just the, the tiniest little wave. Yeah. And it occurs to me that if the Chevy had slammed on its brakes, he would have taken out like three or four of the bikes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he would have been killed for it. Uh, but, you know, it could have taken some of them out. Yeah. Because if, yeah, if he slammed on his brakes, it probably would have forced at least a couple of them to swerve in such a way that they could lose control of the motorcycles. It's just he would have to be able to be quick enough to slam on the brakes, tape a couple of them out, and then and in then, the resulting chaos, speed away. And then sell his car and burn Change his name. And, and, and everything. Burn the clothes that they're wearing. Yeah. And, yeah. Disappear forever. Uh-huh. Um, the danger, and I've seen this happen once before in an online video where a motorcyclist was cut off on the highway and they slammed into the back of the car and the motorcyclist actually flew off of the motorcycle and landed on the back of the car oh. that cut him off and he was left clinging to the spoiler on yeah. the car that cut him off. Yeah, that the- would not have served the Chevy pair well. No, no, that probably would have put them even closer to danger yes. than they really wanted to be, but... Back inside the car, we get another shot of them being all nervous. And Lair kind of is doing this thing where he's gripping the steering wheel and kind of rocking back and forth. Like as if willing it to go faster. Trying to make the car go faster out of pure momentum. Yeah. Which, physically impossible. Maybe psychologically helping in some way. But just, he's probably got his foot pressed all the way down. Like, he's probably giving this car... All that it has, and it's not enough. Because, yeah, you can have a car with a gigantic engine, but motorcycles are light. They don't need as big of an engine to get as fast Mm -hmm. as cars like this. And so as much as he's trying to outrun these people... He has no hope. Yeah. He's outnumbered. He's underpowered. It's It's just not an ideal situation in any respect. And it only gets worse for them because... Like I said before, the rest of the gang is kind of holding back, but the toe cutter himself is the one that advances up alongside them, and he's got this axe, and it's pretty much... It's kind of a strange style. It looks like a cross between an axe and a butcher knife. I think it's just kind of like cut out of a single sheet of metal. Yeah. 
Almost like it, they found a piece of scrap metal that was particularly hardened and then he just kind of got it in such a way that it had a handle and then like a cutting edge to it. Mm-hmm. And this is an example of the weapons that the, the motorcycle gang carries. Every gang member has a weapon that they end up using on this car. And the weapons are just kept on the motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Like 24-7 as they were riding around to and from set. The You know, Toe Cutters has this gigantic cleaver axe just sitting in the motorcycle and i think it was one of the behind the scenes videos where they actually talked about how they really integrated the weapon into the motorcycle yes so that it It had a storage space meant for it yeah and i think it'll be let's see and this wednesday not tomorrow but the day after we're going to talk about the idea of the get out of jail free card which is an imdb trivia thing that relates to the uh the minute we're going to talk about but you know they would need an explanation of why there are all these weapons on their motorcycles so we're going to talk about that a little bit down the road but toe cutter comes up alongside the car and he like gives it one good whack along the tail fin and then he just it's like he kind of drags the axe along the edge of the car and he gets right up in front of that windshield yep yeah he gets into the place and then he swings and then i think that in this in this shot his eye makeup is more accentuated than it was back when they were in town Mm -hmm. because that's really the only part of him that you see are his eyes they are very menacing yeah and they are very clear like you are your eyes are drawn to his eyes Mm -hmm. but he swings that axe down on the windshield and just goes right through it yes now this is a really quick shot of the axe going through the windshield And so I fired up the program that I have that lets me go frame by frame, and that's what I did. And all of the cracking that you see in the corner of the the window, like, all of that cracking is there before the axe actually goes through. Oh, okay. Which means that... It's softened up. Yeah. either Either they softened it up, or there are... Other takes where he didn't make it through the glass? Exactly. Either... That seems actually... Well, no, they both seem likely. Yeah, so either they they went through and cracked it up ahead of time, or there's a video of Hugh Key's burn just on a motorcycle with this gigantic axe just wailing away at the windshield, <laughs> until, trying until to he get broke through. through. <laughs> <laughs> and what they used in the final film was finally the uh, the oh, situation where I his axe went through. Oh, I would love to see that video because I imagine with something like that. Where the motorcycle is next to the car and you've got an actor, or a stuntman even, swinging something to hit the car. They probably had some sort of thing set up where, like, the car and the bike were on a trailer and the trailer was moving. Yes, that seems much safer than actually trying to pull this off. Yeah, but I can just, I I want to see that. (laughs) That would be amazing. Just, because that's not a light prop. Like, that, no. is a, that is a steel plate of an axe. And just, I imagine just him swinging it over and over again, trying to get it through that windshield. And I mean, he eventually does. And it's a really crazy shot just because it is so quick of that axe coming through. And the response that we get from uh, the, the couple in the Chevy, like, they fling themselves to the other side of the car. Yeah, once again, they panic. Yeah, like... Like, everything... <laughs> Everything they do is panic. Yeah. They don't... They're unable to keep a level head. Yes. They're channeling Roop and Charlie when they really should be trying to channel Sars and Scuttle. Yep. When we watched this minute, I made a stink 
about this situation of the axe going through the windshield and then the car spinning out of control on the road. Yeah, you thought it was an overreaction on the part of the car. Not just that. To spin out? But you see, it's more of a continuity thing. Okay. You see the axe go through the window. You see the couple fling themselves to the other side of the car. And then the very next thing we see is the car on its own spinning out going onto the side of the road, kicking up a bunch of dust, and then we see there, and seven then... motorcycles pass. Which means that we're supposed to think that in the time that we saw the couple fling themselves to the other side of the car, Toe Cutter got his axe out of the window, slowed down enough that he would join the rest of his gang, and then the car would spin out and he would ride by with the rest of his you know, cadre there. I do agree that the timing is suspect. Do we know that he got his axe out of the window? That's, I think, that'll be clarified, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, well, the whole window is gone, which tells me, so that entire section of window is now just a giant hole. Right. So that tells me that in ripping the, the axe out, he took with it a bunch of glass. Right. And that's all supposed to happen in the split in, second. Right. In the moment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, movie editing is what it is. But at the same time, it's like, come on. Like, he just disappears and reappears, like, however long further back. Now, the only thing that I will say in defense of the situation is that Toe Cutter knew what he was going to do. Right. He was already mentally going through his steps. Okay, I'm going to... Hit, I'm going to hit the windshield, rip my thing, my axe back, and I'm going to slow down immediately. Yeah. He already knows what he's going to do. The car has no idea mm. what's going to happen. It's like when you're driving and you have a passenger and you put on your brakes maybe a little bit too fast. You're fine. As the driver, you're fine. But your passenger gets pushed forward a bit because as the driver, you know exactly what's going to happen and you naturally prepare yourself for it. Yeah. Well, as the passenger, you haven't the faintest idea. You don't know what to prepare for. So I think it's, I think it's the same thing. Um, and then also as far as the, the rest of the six riders go, I think they were all probably already hanging back. Yeah. And then on once purpose. they saw, once they saw Toe Cutter's plan unfolding, I'm sure they drew more more back. Yeah. They kinda... started slowing down once they saw how things were unfolding. Yeah. But the couple in the car, because they're completely oblivious to what could be happening to them and make absolutely no preparations at all, um, get, you know, end up panicking, spinning out, ending up on the side of the road. Yeah. I'd like to think that the, the lieutenants of the Acolytes gang especially have been riding with Toe Cutter long enough that they're able to just kind of follow his lead and pick up what he's putting down yes. on the fly. Yes. Which Pretty is, well. Which is what we've seen them do up till this point. Yeah. He hasn't had to lay anything out for them. Yeah. And we kind of see... After the car spins out on the side of the road, Toe Cutter comes to the stop and they kind of form up behind him. Mm-hmm. He puts his kickstand down. They put their kickstands down. You know, they they yeah. recognize, okay, now we're stopping and now we're all pulling out weapons to charge the car, which is exactly what they do. Yes. Um, it looks like Kundalini and Mudguts are kind of in the lead as far as rushing towards the car. And then it looks like uh, Clunk is also one of the, the guys that are 
heading towards the vehicle. But the couple in the car, they don't know what's going on. No, like they're very so disoriented. Dazed. Just completely out of their heads as far as what's going on. Yes. They have no idea what's about to happen to them. Nope. And what is going to happen to them is a subject for tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because the minute ends with a confused and dazed lair glancing around the car trying to figure out what's going on. And then all heck breaks loose. But like I said, that's for tomorrow. In the meantime, our website is madmaxminute.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MadMaxMinute and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MadMaxMinute. Thank you for joining us for Mad Max Minute number 26. We'll see you tomorrow. Motorbikes and leather men Take me to the